We're kicking off with a cold open because as we record today, the Supreme Court has issued their opinion in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health, striking 50 years of precedent settled by Roe v. Wade. Like many of you, we are feeling overwhelmed, alarmed, and angry. If you believe, as we do, in a woman's right to make decisions without her own body, we encourage you to donate to your local abortion fund or another organization of your choice to support women's reproductive health care. Jenny and I will be donating to the National Network of Abortion Funds, which splits donations between 90 funds and practical support organizations across the country. We'll be providing a full list of organizations to support on social, but feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And with that, we will get into our show. Hey, stranger. I'm Jenny. I'm Annie. And welcome to Kissing Strangers. From book adaptations to reality TV, we'll be covering today's depictions of romance in all of its forms. Together, we'll try to find out whether the truth sometimes really is stranger Stranger than than fiction. fiction. You know, I, I like our theme. <laughs> it's really grown on me. It, it's grown on me, too. Yeah. I'm like, why is it Why is it so good? <laughs> I, I kind of think that, too. I'm like, did I kind of crush? <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone I've shown it to has been like, why is it so professional? <laughs> it's quite, it's honestly quite shameful how much time I spent creating our theme. Truly. I mean, dude, I get it. If you knew how long I was like, how, how do I make this question catchier? And I was like, why are you doing this right now? <laughs> so we are kicking off what I personally find to be quite exciting. And based on a very limited pool of listeners, it's my understanding that they might also be excited because it is Love Island season. So for those of you who are uninitiated and that includes jenny because this is actually her first time watching the show love island is a british dating game show it's actually apparently i learned this in my research a revival of an earlier celebrity series of the same name that was from way back in like 2005 or something and the series has actually gone global since it was first introduced it's narrated by this guy called ian sterling It was originally hosted by Caroline Flack, and it's now hosted by Laura Whitmore as of 2020. It's actually spawned 22 international versions, which I did not realize, but I think that kind of alludes to its extreme success and broad influence. So a fun fact about Love Island, as of 2020, it is actually the most watched TV show among an audience of 16 to 34-year-olds. Which really, again, yes, I think is truly wild. Across genders? Yeah. The way Love Island is structured, there's a group of islanders who essentially have to live in semi-quarantine, usually in this villa in Mallorca, and they are perpetually under video surveillance. So I think this harkens back to the Big Brother model of reality TV. And in order to stay in the villa, the islanders have to couple up with another islander. And the idea is at the end of the show, which is typically eight weeks long, there is going to be a single winning couple who will receive a combined 50,000 pound prize. So there's a really interesting gimmick with the show in that actually of that couple, they're each handed one envelope. One of the envelopes has zero pounds and the other envelope has the actual cash prize. 
And you'll see this during the finale. The other person in the couple actually has the option to walk away with all the money. So I believe the way the show originally started was, well, you see, <laughs> I know. The idea, I think, is that maybe you have people coming in who are just there for money and they could potentially run off with the entire 50,000 pound prize. But as far as I know, that has never happened, nor do I see it ever happening because I think the public backlash would be so horrible. <laughs> I really can't fathom anyone doing that. And so, like, ultimately, the reality is pretty much that one couple gets that 50,000 pound prize. Typically, as you'll soon see, the first day, the Islanders will just couple up based on their first impressions of each other. And then they'll gradually kind of recouple either with existing people who are there or with new Islanders who get introduced gradually over the course of the show. And then throughout the course of the show, there are things like challenges. There are kind of just more general like parties and interactions and dates. I think more importantly, there are a lot of just low-key moments where you're getting to know each of the individual members of the show. And for me, I personally love watching the UK version because I find the accents really charming and funny a lot of the time. <laughs> you get to know the contestants quite well as people, or you at least feel you do, because I think there's so much more time to see these like micro interactions that usually wouldn't make it into, say, like The Bachelor or some other American dating shows. What I like about it is it's less produced in the fact that you don't have these very formalized structures around the show, and I think they're changing it up pretty constantly. On the other hand, I think the producers are very much at the heart of the action, and they're doing the most. So there's definitely a lot of drama. I don't know if, Jenny, there's anything that for you as like a first-time viewer that really struck you. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen clips of the show before on YouTube or whatever. It never really occurred to me that this was a show that literally had an episode for an hour every day. That is honestly so surprising to me, and it definitely gives that big brother Truman show effect. I do find that pretty strange. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are surprised to discover that not only are the episodes quite long, they're actually coming out pretty much like immediately after. And so whoever is editing these episodes, they are doing God's work because they're like <laughs> working around the clock to get you an edited episode literally every day. It, it's actually like unfathomable to me because it's so well edited too. I mean, they definitely have moments where they throw in the background music or whatever for drama to emphasize something. But overall, it's they don't have that much background music or anything like that. So the interactions really do feel like you're just kind of watching in, even though that's obviously not the case. OK, but you're forgetting the most infamous transition music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Maybe we can get a piano cover of that from you someday. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I My one promise was if we get to 10 episodes, I'm going to give out free laptop stickers. So maybe it'll, be, <laughs> maybe it'll be the marker at 20 episodes. The milestones for me are not based on listeners. It's based on our own output. I like that. That sounds extremely healthy. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I think so. 
All right. So I guess moving right along, um, before we really get into the meat of our episode for today and into the rest of this season, I just want to kick things off with a quick disclaimer. Love Island has received a good deal of criticism, and I think reasonably so, because at least four people linked to the show in some way have died by suicide. There were two contestants, the boyfriend of a contestant, and then also the original presenter, Caroline Black. And I think for that reason, there's been a lot of outcry about the way the show is managed, the overall mental health resources provided to the contestants, and perhaps also the social response to the show and how people react and interact with the contestants both during and after their time on the show. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I just wanted to call that out, that that dynamic does exist and there's toxicity there. And we don't want to just talk about everything that's good about this show because certainly there's a lot wrong with it. And then more importantly, uh, I just want to note that we're opinionated people. We're definitely going to be criticizing the actions of some of the cast members on the show. But just wanted to say, please do be mindful as listeners, as we're going to try to, that Everyone on the show, at the end of the day, they're human beings, and we're really only seeing a very small sliver of them on screen. And that part has been very carefully curated by producers to achieve maximum drama and sometimes to present them in a light that may not really accurately represent the full picture of what was happening. So with that, with that, we're actually going to get into this season. So this is actually season eight. According to Ian Sterling, our delightful narrator, I think he's quite funny. Is that that a hot take? No, no, it's not. I actually, it's funny because I could not stand him when I first started watching this show. I just found him so like unfunny and annoying. And now I've reached the point where I cannot imagine the show without him. And I find him I find this joke's really funny, even the dumb one. I just think he's, like, so unfunny. It is funny, if that makes any sense. Okay. So, what's new this season? First of all, we have a brand new villa, which I don't think you, Jenny, are necessarily that excited about. But as someone who has already seen seven seasons of this show, it's actually kind of nice to see a different environment for a change. I do think it's funny that in terms of the overall vibe of the villa they somehow managed to basically copy and paste all the style elements into a slightly bigger like villa that's pretty much about it because i've seen clips i was like how is this a new villa it looks exactly the same (laughs) like i can tell it's new because things are in a different location some things are bigger but at the end of the day yeah it's identical yeah I was going to say, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but since we're talking about the house right now, as someone who's truly watching this for the first time, this sleeping situation is like so weird to me. The sleeping situation is literally my worst nightmare. Even from just like a practical standpoint, can you just imagine what if someone was just a really loud snorer? What a nightmare. Like me. (laughs) And I make weird chewing sounds when I sleep. Do you think? They only go on the show if they know they're a quiet sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what if you have night terrors? Yeah. Yeah, for our listeners who have never had to listen to Jenny as she sleeps, it it is terrifying. It's it's really horrifying. (laughs) times where I, like, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. (laughs) I I still have a recording on my phone where it truly sounds like I'm 
eating through a bone? <laughs> That's yeah, like the best it, it way I can describe like it. Sounds like you're chomping on bones. Yeah, probably human ones. The other thing is because you're supposed to sleep together with the person that you're coupled with. Do they like just like have sex in the room with other people there all the time? Oh, Jenny, you're gonna love this show. I guess so. <laughs> I guess everyone can come out close to each other. Let's just put it that way. Real friendships do seem to form on the show. Which makes sense to me because you are in a very intense, narrow situation and you're trapped together for 24 hours a day for two whole months. Yeah, yeah, with nothing to do. All right, so now that we've talked a little bit about the new villa, let's go into our cast, shall we? Sure, sounds great. Okay, the show starts off in a similar fashion every single year. You basically get introduced to each person at a time, and you'll get a short video intro of each contestant. Typically what happens is we get introduced to the girls one by one as they walk in. They have a little bit of time to themselves to toast with champagne and to talk a little bit about their type. And then Laura Whitmore, our host, will come in, ask them a little bit about what they're looking for. And the boys will come in one by one with all the girls standing in a row. And the girls are given a chance to step forward if they're interested, after which the guy can choose one of the girls who has stepped forward or one of the ones who hasn't. So it sounds like the process (laughs) makes no sense, which it does not. What they're trying to do is give you some information about who is into whom. And also you get a sense of personality type because you have some guys who no girls will step forward. You'll have some guys who multiple girls step forward but they'll still pick the one girl who didn't (laughs) and you know sometimes only one girl steps forward and the guy chooses her and you know it's interesting right to think about why that might be the big big twist this season is that instead of going through this really bizarre matching process the public has actually picked for the first time ever we asked the public to play cupid So all the initial couples from the season are being put together based on votes by viewers. So we're going to go through brief introductions of each Islander, and we're going to answer two questions for each person. So first question, what's your head turn? Second question, general first impression. We're going to kick things off with Paige, who is a 24-year-old paramedic from Swansea. She describes herself as a hella flirt. She likes a bit of a dad bod, a bit muscly. Facial hair apparently is not a want, but a need. And she likes a rugged bad boy. What do we think, Jenny? Head turn? I think so. I mean, she's pretty. She seems sweet. The only thing I thought was she's too nice to like a guy with so many red flags. Interesting. So you think that what she's saying about the type that she likes doesn't necessarily reflect reality. No, no, not that. I'm just saying I don't think she should like someone who is a bad boy and has a broken nose. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that she said she had been engaged before. And the reason she offered for having broken it off was you can't say no, can you? Oh, man. People really need to have conversations with their partner. Who is asking someone to get married to them without having a conversation about it first? Yeah, probably not the best idea. Yeah. That being said, my head would definitely turn. Let's see. So next up, we have India, who is a 23-year-old hotel waitress from London. India describes herself as cheerful, outgoing, adventurous, 
loves to have a good time and a female player. Apparently, two of the guys she was speaking to were in the same room at her birthday last year. And she describes her type as tall, handsome, trim, tattoos, and put together. Okay, well, real question, would your head turn? I think so. I think she's super pretty. I like her personality. I One line that she says right in the very beginning is, well, <laughs> I sound like a little bit of a man-hater here. I know exactly <laughs> what line you're going to say. Was it, I need a drink? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was, men are just full of red flags. <laughs> oh, that wasn't in the beginning, but I do, do have it written down in my uh, notes here. I was like, Jenny would love this. The one thing I did notice just throughout the mini episodes was that, and I would never knock someone for this because I think it's misogynist, but she does have some RBF usually, but that's fine. It happens. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I don't think my head would turn because the RBF would really put me off personally, even though I have many friends with RBF. I understand it's hard, but... I would probably be intimidated just even to be friends. Okay, so we're going to move right along from India to Tasha, who is a 23-year-old dancer from North Yorkshire. Tasha goes on about six to ten dates a month, which honestly, for me, sounds absolutely exhausting. She wants a confident, honest, sexy man who loves her for who she is. And she describes herself as a very affectionate person, but she has actually only been in two relationships in the past. And then the other thing that she mentioned is she actually calls it her superpower. She was born completely deaf. What do we think about Tasha, Jenny? Would my head turn? Mm-hmm. Yes. She also seems just nice, genuine. The fact that she calls the fact that she was born completely deaf but has an ear implant and truly you can't even tell at all is really cute yeah okay yeah i mean i agree i think she is less close to my type than Paige, but very cute she seems very bubbly we're gonna move right along to amber who is a 24 year old nanny from london apparently she calls herself a real wild child who is looking for a real man however In her time as a nanny, she once babysat for a dad, and he liked her on a dating app, which is... That's gross. Extremely gross. She has not had a relationship in a year and a half. So, Jenny, would your head turn? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I was just saying yes to everyone. Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, I'm not going to say yes to all the guys, okay? They have, like, a lot more um, problems, in my opinion. But I think she's really pretty. I think... She seems fun, and she also seems nice. Yeah, I really like Amber. I feel like she seems just like using Love Island slang, but she seems more chilled. Mm. (laughs) I just know if I were in the villa, I would be so overwhelmed. So I like that she's like a little bit like slightly lower energy. We're going to move right along to Gemma. Gemma is a 19-year-old dressage writer from Chester. And for those of you wondering... Dressage is dancing on a horse. Well, I guess it's more like you're on a horse, but the horse is dancing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually loved her intro package because she says, I like my men like I like my horses. Tall, dark, lets me be the boss. 
I mean, come on, okay? Like, how could you not like that? <laughs> Didn't she also say her horse name is named Sirius Black? Yes. <laughs> her horse's show name is Sirius Black. I was literally like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't. The hottest, hottest character in Harry Potter by a long shot. Yeah, if you're going to have a horse, should be named Sirius Black. That being said, she describes herself as not the best cook, a bit selfish, and quite competitive in relationships. I'm not the best cook. I mean, I am caring, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm a little bit selfish as well. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that at all. What she's looking for in a guy, again, tall, dark, keeps me on my toes, which feels a little bit different than lets me be the boss, but maybe the, the same thing. Gemma actually... The last name is Owen. She is, I guess, a nepotism baby, if you can be that on Love Island. <laughs> Her dad is actually a very famous footballer, Deep Michael Owen. And I am not footballer by any means. <laughs> but yeah, he played for Liverpool. I think he's like won some sort of championship. I've exhausted the extent of my understanding of the sport and of him. But yeah. yeah. All right. Would Gemma turn your head? Oh, it's really hard because I thought her package was also quite funny. And I like that she's well, she's aware that she can be selfish. But I don't know. I don't really like the vibes that she gives off. But I don't know if that's me. I don't know. I always just wonder if I'm being misogynist. So I don't know. I, I, but I don't, I don't think so. At least not initially. I'm similarly conflicted because I quite like the package. However, very soon after that, her stock just started dropping precipitously for me. You know, like every subsequent word out of her mouth made me like her a little bit less. But, you know, in the show, I'm always open-minded. There have been people that I hated at the start and then ended up really liking by the end. And so, yeah, that is just my first impression of Gemma. With that, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the boys. So Donnie is first up. He is a 26-year-old microbiologist from London. And apparently he's quite popular at work, but these are his own words. We don't have really <laughs> anything to go on besides that. Because the next thing he says really makes me question if that's the case. He mentions that he has yeah. a birthmark-shaped heart on his penis. So... I feel like something maybe got lost in translation because I don't know what is birthmark shaped. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Heart shaped I, birthmark. I just a giant splotch. <laughs> I was just like so appalled. Anyhow, Donnie has been single for four years now and he says he wants someone to be vulnerable with in a relationship and he is trying to find the one so jenny would your head turn i mean i think like right after he came out he actually came across like a little shy and relatively soft-spoken i don't know yeah i was thinking like if i just saw him he just stepped up to the platform i'd probably say yes yes but exactly. like that would have to be like before i heard the intro package yeah. which absolutely appalled me yeah the intro package was just not good at least it was not appealing to me as a woman let's just put it that way 
Well, next up, we have Liam, who is a 22-year-old student from Newport, which I'm told is in South Wales. This intro package actually really made me laugh. (laughs) The first thing that Liam says is he used to think that Elton John was two people named Elt and John. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure anyone could have made that mistake. And he he describes himself as shaky, caring, curious, (laughs) which... Jenny, did I not tell you that everyone on this show describes yeah, yeah. themselves everyone, as cheeky? Everyone is either cheeky or flirty or whatever. <laughs> I, I get it. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and to illustrate how he's curious, Liam oh said, God. sometimes I wonder how does a grape go to from a grape to a raisin? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so Liam has been single for about six months. He has no particular type, but he knows what he wants when he sees it. What do we think, Jenny? Yeah, I I, I think it would have to be a no from me. For starters, to me, he kind of looks like a knockoff Justin Timberlake. Interesting. But, I mean, at the same time, he did say he wouldn't wouldn't shut someone off just because of the color of their hair. So, you know what? At least that's more than some of the other guys can say. Yeah, he could have gone a little further, but it's going to be a no from me also. (laughs) He seems like a nice guy, though. He does. He does. Curious and caring. I mean, outside of the cheeky, whatever, we can throw that one. But like, (laughs) are not bad descriptors for what it's worth. Yeah. Next up, we have Akenna, who is a 23-year-old pharmaceutical salesman from Nottingham. He describes himself as a great salesman who apparently has a bit of a wandering eye. Mm, Okay. He's really into a curvy woman, shall I say. And he has been single for three years. Apparently, he does not need to do much when it comes to girls. They just come to him. What do we think? Yeah, it's a no. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Jenny, I think you want to think about it a little bit. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. He has a wandering eye. He likes... Buns, booties, bums, according to himself. And I, I don't want to knock people for what they wear. He also wears Crocs. I just don't know if Crocs Jenny, are like the you first also impression. have Crocs. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I well, I did. I had the flip, I had the flip flop Crocs, but he's wearing Croc Crocs. And you know, it's your first impression. I just feel like even though if you're in a bathing suit, you want to put your best foot forward, literally, and. <laughs> It's just very gross. It's a great point because it does get mentioned later by the girls. I'm full on judging the crocs. I'm not feeling them. Yeah, people notice. People notice. Yeah. Well, on that note, the fourth boy who shows up to the villa is Andrew, who is a 27-year-old real estate agent from Guernsey. According to Andrew, he used to live in Dubai and he's back now trying to meet the one. He used to flirt a lot with his clients and even hooked up with one. He gets bored very easily and needs someone fiery to keep him on his toes. What do we think about Andrew? Yeah, it's also a no for me. So for, I guess, our listeners, we might have talked about this a tiny bit already. (laughs) Even though we've known each other for a very, very long time, 
I'm about to be exposed. Yeah, you're about to be exposed. <laughs> I I was like, oh, from these guys or whatever, I like truly don't know who like Annie would find the most attractive. And I could not believe your pick was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Even by just looks. To uh-huh. be extremely fair to you, I also could not believe it was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it this way. Like, would I show that picture to people if I were like, I want this type of guy? No. No. But I'm just saying, out of the five five people here, that would just be closest to what I'm into. Right. By looks. Okay. Just looks. Right. Right. I, like, really didn't like that he hooked up with a client during a viewing. I didn't like that he said was type was brunettes, which is, so far, below Liam in terms of... <laughs> open-mindedness open-mindedness okay so that's already a no i think i mind less when guys say they're into brunettes because most of the show you get people coming in who are only into blondes and so Mm. you know i'm kind of like where's the justice oh i see i see the other thing i really didn't like was he said he loves a fury girl a short little pocket rocket yeah. And that was just like, oh, <laughs> so cringy. Okay. Well, last but certainly not least, we have Luca Bish, who I realize I haven't said anyone else's last name, but I like his last name so much I had to say it. He is a 23-year-old fishmonger from Brighton. So his name is Luca Bish, and he sells fish. So that boy's got a lot of soul and some trout and a freezer full of salmon. Luca describes himself as cheeky funny, always up to something, and apparently he can't sit still. He says that having a good laugh with a girl usually means they end up in your bed. And I was so horrified by this. Oh, God. I'm like, why couldn't you just be funny and let it Not speak say for that. itself? <laughs> why do you got to ruin it by saying it out loud? My God. I was going to say, that's truly how I feel about every one of these guys' packages is like... <laughs> Why do you just have to just say that extra thing that you could have just not said? You know, just don't say it. Again, to be extremely fair to everyone, I do think the producers prompt them for stuff and they're like pumped for the most fallacious details prior to this. So I don't think they would have made it on the show if not for some of this juicy information. But yeah, a lot of it, you, you just think maybe you could have said a different fun fact exactly that's exactly what i was thinking (laughs) the girls offer some sort of salacious details but the guys are out here being like yeah so i hooked up with like 15 girls in a single (laughs) night and i'm just like geez come on yeah i would prefer to never hear love stick within the first five seconds of meeting someone all right well jenny would your head turn though yeah (laughs) well we talked about this too I think he's really attractive. It's okay. He's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. The one downside is, like, I literally noted how white his teeth are. And I actually noticed that about everyone. They must all have veneers. Oh, they get veneers. veneers. Yeah, they must all have veneers. His are very veneery. They're probably relatively new, but it's pretty common, actually, for a lot of them to get a ton of work done before the show and Mm -hmm. then even more after, which... right. It's a little bit disconcerting to me, especially because it has actually been not just a topic of discourse among viewers and the audience, but also has been the cause of conflict in previous seasons when 
guys have brought up whether or not they like quote unquote fake boobs or fake butts or plastic surgery in general. And yeah, I think it's worth noting that certainly everyone seems to get work done, including guys. But a lot of the time, the bulk of that pressure is on the girls. Yeah, yeah. And also, the guys don't have a dressing room, okay? Why do the girls have like a makeup room and the guys just, what do they have? I did notice in like one of the first scenes after they got there, some guy was showering outside and I was like, you just shower outside? That's so weird. I guess the guys have the gym. Yeah, well, (laughs) sorry. It's good to work out, people, okay? Keeps, (laughs) Keeps you young, okay? They're like, this is the girls' area and this is the guys' area. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty toxic. But yeah. Anywho, because I watched the first episode first, I asked Jenny to play a little game with me and just predict how the public picked. And so my results weren't very interesting because I think I've watched the show enough now where I pretty much knew exactly who was being coupled up with whom. But I'm curious, Jenny, as a first-time viewer, who you thought was going to get coupled up together based on votes. Let's start off with Dami because he was the first boy to enter the villa. So I pair them up based on when the guys showed up after they were all lined up. So I obviously had to eliminate people as they were being paired up. Right. I paired Dami up with Amber. Okay. And I was right. Although I did say, damn it, they don't seem that into each other right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then next up, we had Liam. Liam? Okay, I was wrong about. I thought people would pair Liam up with Tasha. Okay. Seems like Liam was coupled up with Gemma. And all I wrote was, Gemma seems way less happy than Liam. Uh, next up, we have Akenna. I paired Akenna up with India, and I was right. And what I wrote, actually was India doesn't look that pleased. It's the Crocs. Yes. Actually, later she did say, didn't actually mind She the liked Crocs. the Crocs. Yeah, she liked yeah. the Crocs. Yeah. I, I yeah. guess she likes a man with opinions on clothing. <laughs> they are opinions. Okay, next up, Andrew came in and you paired Andrew with... I paired Andrew with Paige, but I was wrong. Uh, he ended up being paired with Tasha and both Tasha and Andrew seemed to be happy about it. Happy enough, at least, compared to the other people. Yeah. Um, And then last, again, we have Luca. And we don't need to know who you paired him up with because it was pretty obvious. At least from their response, I wrote, I couldn't really tell if they were happy. But according to what Paige was saying, he should meet some of the things that she's looking for. So, yeah, I believe Paige said she wished he were taller, and he seems like a pretty boy. So might not entirely be her type, but she tends to fall pretty quickly anyway, so it might not matter. (laughs) Okay. We also had a conversation between Andrew and Tasha where Andrew notes again that he's a relationship person, whereas Tasha has only had very short relationships. And then there's a flirty exchange about whether or not you need to be flexible to be a dancer. Cringe. Akenna asks India what her type is and India refuses to tell him because she says he's just going to play up to it and it was so strange because I agreed and yet was just such a like it was just such a combative conversation that I was feeling extremely awkward even as a viewer I mean I think that one was awkward I really hated his answer though 
Which part? Well, mostly where India asks him what his type is. And he just says, I'm into a pretty girl with a big bum. And then she said, that's it? A pretty girl with a big bum? And he pretty much said yes. Mm. So what are you looking for in a girl? What am I looking for? I'm into, like, obviously, girls got to be pretty. Is that it? I'm into, like, big bums. I just, in that situation, why wouldn't you say something like, well, I can't tell you where you're just going to play up to it. That would have been clearly the best response. I just, you know, sometimes honesty is not truly, truly the way the to best go. Honesty is truly yeah. not the best possible avenue. Yeah. It, it was too honest. For what it's worth, attraction does matter. How can your type be hot person with a big butt? <laughs> like, this doesn't even make any sense to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. The statement holds for brunettes only, you know what I mean? So I guess he's just a little slightly more selective than that. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Look, it just like dark hair. Oh, tall, dark, and handsome. Okay, I'm really confused about tall, dark, and handsome because there seems to be a lot of disagreement about whether dark refers to dark features or like tan or like a vibe. I think it's a vibe. I think it's a bad boy vibe. I'm picturing like Sailor Moon tuxedo mask when he swoops his cape. I, I'm dark. truly picturing <laughs> none other than Sirius Black himself. He does have dark features. His last name is Black. And he's tall. I assume. Is he? Based I, I, on what? Well, based on the fact that J.K. Rowling wouldn't stop talking about how handsome he is. He must be tall. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's true. All the male characters she likes are tall pretty much. With a few rare exceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Heightism. Anyways. Before we move on, because I made Jenny do this silly pairing exercise, I did want to comment on the racial politics of the show, which yes. I think are pretty visible from, like, very early on. What I find interesting is, generally speaking, I've actually found the show to be broadly less problematic in this respect versus when compared against American reality TV shows. Generally speaking, I think it's been a lot more diverse than, say, The Bachelor, although it wouldn't be hard to achieve that. And I think more generally, you just see more interracial relationships and you see interracial relationships like make it to the finish line. So I think that is significant. I think in the U.S., we make it a big deal if there's a Black Bachelor. But on the other hand, just the fact that I kind of already knew who was going to be paired with whom as I walked in. Yeah. It is a little bit distressing to know that the viewers are thinking that way. Like, oh, like, let's pair all of the Black people in the same relationship and all of the white people in the same relationship. Even among, like, the white people, they're, like, matched a little bit by, like, coloring. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yes, Like, exactly. Paige and Luca are both tan with dark hair. So let's put them together. You know, like, it's well, yeah. a very strange sorting dynamic. And then I think on top of that, I don't know if you also felt this, Jenny, even the interactions between the women and between the guys, it was very segregated in this first mm -hmm. episode. So like you had the white girl together on the balcony and Amber and India just off talking between the two of them. And mm -hmm. Liam, Luca and Andrew very quickly form like this little fratty pod together. Dami and Ikenna are off talking. It's kind of troubling in a way that I haven't really seen on this show before this early on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't realize that like this doesn't always happen. I don't know. I kind of just thought that was how it always was, but you're saying it's not. There's no way to disentangle this from just racism as a systemic thing. But I personally cannot recall a season where I saw it happen so visibly so early on. And I can't help but wonder if it was further facilitated by the fact that the public was picking. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised, actually, especially like when they went off by themselves, you would think at least in this day and age, if producers were noticing that that was happening, they would maybe like work to have a little less of that, but clearly mm-hmm. not. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily the complete story. Again, I think the personalities here are also quite different. I think it's actually pretty rare to have people like, I would say Amber and Akenna, both of them strike me as not really typical Love Island contestants, just in terms of how withdrawn and laid back and even almost shy they seem to be. Usually you get a lot more people who are, I would say, like the Luca type, um, right. the Paige type, the Tasha type. Right. Even Gemma is kind of like a weird pick for Love Island. Yeah, she's definitely not outgoing, I would say. Akenna, we, uh, yeah, we don't, I don't feel like we necessarily see that much of him. Dami is also withdrawn, honestly. So we are going to ask the same questions every week as we wrap up. We actually were very efficient today, and I think we already answered the first question, at least for Jenny, uh, which is, who would you try to graft? And as we all know, Jenny really likes Luca. He is okay, the favorite okay. person that she has no, ever no, no. encountered no, on the don't screen. Stop embarrassing me! <laughs> <laughs> Not true, okay? Yeah. I would just like to say, who would I actually try to graft here? Probably Paige. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, truly, if I were actually in the villa, I would probably talk to Tasha. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or Amber. Well, at least if I were to, like, meet them in person and whatever, they just give more inclusive accepting vibes or whatever. And I feel I feel like I could probably talk to them a little. That's interesting. Tasha, she's very cute, but I would be very intimidated to approach her. I actually find Paige more approachable. Interesting, because I actually find Paige less approachable. Just by looks. Okay, I see, I see. Interesting. If I had to pick a guy, um, probably Dami. Despite everything that I said, it would probably still be him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. He seems like quiet and shy and stuff, but that's at least not like terrifying. Well, he's also age appropriate. You know, he and Andrew are 26 and 27. Jenny, Mm. you know, Luga is 23. We're really robbing the cradle here. Oh my God. I encourage you, but you know. Yeah. Well, who would you pie? Based on what he said, Akena is really not selling me. Okay. Interesting. I don't like Andrew either, to be honest, but yeah. I was actually going to say probably Gemma or Luca. Mm. I think both are also fair. (laughs) Not based on appearance, but based on subsequent interactions between the two of them and other people right after the cup. Yeah. It's very early to be asking this, but who do you think should not be recoupling out of the five couples that we have? Well, to be honest, it did disappoint me that none of them seemed very happy with each other. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, like none of them got good vibes. To be fair, I think the only, yeah, the only couple I called out that had maybe potential vibes was Tasha and Andrew. 
everyone else, I was like, y'all maybe should consider switching it up. I did not see a lot of compatibility with really anyone besides Andrew and Tasha. They both seemed potentially into it. And then last but not least, we're going to spice things up a little bit for Love Island. So our final question is, what was the strangest slang during this episode? I was really caught off guard by Dami going into the villa and saying, ling, ling, ling. This place is actually ling, 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 ling. And it was just so interesting because I know there's a lot of London-specific slang. And the way he used it, I felt like I knew what he was saying. Like, he seemed to really think the villa was cool or, like, something of... It was positive. But I went to go look up what it actually means. And it does not appear in any kind of slang dictionary that I can find. You know what I think is really funny is the fact that you even decided to call this out as a category because... I feel like only you would even notice. I don't even notice it. I feel like I just understand what they're saying. Well, I think it's worth mentioning because I think the slang on the show is very popular with most of the viewers and people like using it to comment on the show. So it would be, to me, a waste not to comment on new slang that we pick up over the course of the show. I guess I will try harder to pay attention to that. By the way, I do have subtitles on, okay? So, like, I... Oh, I I know you have subtitles on. Yeah, of course I have subtitles on. I feel like I have a lot of strange slang that I just pull out sometimes too. And I don't even notice that it's weird. Yeah, it's occurring to me that it makes total sense that you wouldn't notice slang. (laughs) You use a lot of particularly idiosyncratic (laughs) slang. I've never met anyone else who says groovy. Do I say that anymore? I don't even know. You say it less now, but you say dude more than any other person I know from where we're from. An undisclosed state, which... Let's just say we're definitely not from California, (laughs) even though you might think I'm from California based on the way I talk. (laughs) The Valley Girl vocal fry. And apparently just saying dude, which now also puts me as a surfer. So (laughs) I should just lean in. You should lean in. I would love to wear a puka shell necklace. Is that going to age me, though? No, but I would probably (laughs) pie you. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. Oh, I do say that a lot. That's the other thing you say a lot. Yeah. I really like Luca's sunglasses. Oh, you would like them. I have a pair that's very similar, but I like the kind of like chain hanging. DM him on Insta. Ask. No. I think this could be the start of a very beautiful love story. I really don't think so. All right. Well, with that, I think our first introduction to Love Island is a wrap. If you are fully caught up on episodes from the first week, that would be episodes one through five. You can safely go on and watch our recap, which will be following this episode very shortly. And we will do our best to keep it spoiler free from subsequent weeks. But just be aware that if you're going to be tuning in in the future, that uh, you should have watched that week's episodes. And yeah, with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. Um, You can email us at kissingstrangerspodcast at gmail.com. And we also have TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, kiss underscore strangers. We've been your hosts, Annie and Jenny, and this has been another episode of Kissing Strangers. Tune in next time for the latest developments in your favorite content. And until then... Don't Don't be a stranger. stranger.